Hey there, filled with messages, friends. Thanks for listening today. I hope you're having a great day, whatever you're doing. So when you need some advice or you need some wisdom, where do you go looking for it? There's so many experts and self-help gurus and, and people and places and things saying that they have wisdom for us. So how do you discern what's truly wise? Today's sermon asks that question and explores some of the ways in which the Psalms encourage us to find wisdom and gain a heart of wisdom. May God bless you as you listen into this message. How do we know the Magi were all men? Because if any of them were women, one of the gifts would have been chocolate. How do you know the Magi were all men? Because if they had been women, they would have brought diapers, casseroles, and cleaned up the barn before they left. How do you know there was at least one female Magi? Because they stop and ask for directions. We might not know the gender or even the nationality of the wise ones. We might not know how many of them there were. Tradition only says three because of the three gifts, but the Bible doesn't actually give a number. We might not even know if they rode camels to Bethlehem. I know I'm ruining the whole story for you now. But we do know that the Magi desired wisdom. They wanted it so much that they were willing to spend a great deal of time and money on a very risky trip following nothing but a star. They even put their very lives in danger by not returning to Herod in order to protect the wisdom they found in Bethlehem. None of us are magi, so wisdom isn't something which we necessarily dwell on the same way they did. But I think if most of us were asked, do you want to be wise, we'd respond, of course. We might occasionally acknowledge we don't want to do the wise thing, like refraining from eating that last Christmas cookie, but we all understand wisdom is important and worthwhile. But what is wisdom? Where do we find it? Can ordinary people seek wisdom? Or is doing so reserved for religious professionals like the Magi? Throughout the next few months, we're looking at the Psalms. And one of the things the psalmists explore are these questions about wisdom. Today's scripture, Psalm 1, is one of the Psalms that ponders wisdom and tries to help make it a more manageable concept. How well God must like you. You don't hang out at Sin Saloon. You don't slink along Dead End Road. You don't go to Smart Mouth College. Instead, you thrill to God's word. You chew on scripture day and night. You're a tree replanted in Eden, bearing fresh fruit every month, never dropping a leaf, always in blossom. You're not at all like the wicked, who are mere windblown dust, without defense in court, unfit company for innocent people. God charts the road you take. The road they take is Skid Road. Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, open our ears and our hearts and our minds to your wisdom now. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, may they be acceptable in your eyes, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The Psalms are complex. They are both extremely tangible. God's ways are sweeter than honey, than honey right from the honeycomb. And really intangible. Oh, that salvation would come out of Zion. What does that mean? Wars have been fought over what that means. They are comforting. He makes me lie down in cream pastures and uncomfortable. Against you, God, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge me. They are very violent. 
Happy are those who seize your infants and dash them against the rocks. And they are very peaceful. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. They are joyful. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. And depressed. How long, Lord? Because the Psalms are so complex, we tend to cherry pick the ones to which we pay attention. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 100, enter God's gates with thanksgiving. Psalm 121, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Psalm 51, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. But if we're willing to go a little deeper into the Psalms, make ourselves a little more vulnerable to their complexity and to their stunning display of every human emotion, we find a wealth of help, encouragement, inspiration. We find wisdom for virtually every situation in which we could find ourselves. While all the Psalms contain wisdom, certain Psalms are more intently focused on the question of wisdom and how we gain it. There isn't one agreed upon master list of the wisdom Psalms. Scholars love to debate the issue, but most believe there are at least nine Psalms which more deeply explore wisdom. While each of the wisdom Psalms are unique and have their own concerns to address, there are quite a few themes and commonalities amongst them. The Psalmists draw a straight line between wisdom and God. If we want to be wise, we need to seek God, to draw close to God. The best way to do this, the psalmist maintain, is by delighting in God's teachings, learning them inside and out, working to understand how God wants us to live. Several of the wisdom psalms, for instance, today's scripture text, Psalm 1, talk about learning to follow the law. Blessed are those who delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on his law. The law can be taken in two different ways. The Hebrew word in these instances is Torah, which can mean the literal capital T Torah, i.e. the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. But just as easily, it can simply mean teachings. So yes, we certainly need to meditate on and delight in God's word, not just Genesis through Deuteronomy, but all of scripture. But we also delight in the teachings of God that we see in other places, for instance, in nature, Psalm 19, which is traditionally classified as a wisdom psalm, speaks a lot about this. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. We also delight in the teachings of God that we learn about through children. Unless you have the faith of a child, you will not enter the kingdom of God, Jesus taught. God speaks to us and teaches us in so many ways. A wise one, the psalms tell us, will seek God with all their heart in all the places God may be found. Running throughout the wisdom Psalms is also a sense that wisdom comes when we trust God. We all know that wisdom is different than book smarts or even street smarts, but it can be easy to conflate the two. We can be tempted into thinking that we will be wise if we read the book from the latest self-help guru or follow the right celebrity on Instagram or by doing what our grannies taught us. But wisdom, the psalmist tell us, comes from trusting that God will keep us safe. Wisdom, the psalmist assert, comes from running into God's loving arms when we are in danger and knowing that God will cover us with his feathers and under his wings we will find refuge. His faithfulness will be our shield. Wisdom comes from being comforted by God's love. 
It certainly isn't easy to trust God every day. The psalmists wrestle with this issue. Often these poems are intentionally staking claim to the wisdom of trusting God when the authors are suffering at the hands of those who want to hurt them or are struggling with some sort of physical or emotional ailment. The psalmists don't ever pretend that life is all rainbows and lollipops and viral memes. The psalmists struggle with trusting God just as much as we do. But throughout their lives, they learn there is wisdom in trusting, especially when everything else tells us not to trust God. One of the ways the psalmist encourage us to trust God is by waiting patiently on him. Shall we all groan together? Waiting patiently on God has got to be one of the most frustrating parts of the Christian life. It is a real pain that God's timing is not our timing. In part, waiting patiently on God is so hard because it requires us to give up control. While some of us perhaps need more control than others, really our need for control fluctuates throughout life. When we're feeling good, safe, and secure, we need less control. We more easily give control to God, even those of us who like to be in control. When life seems to be spinning, when life seems to be full of chaos and confusion, all of us feel the need to be more in control. It's disconcerting when we feel like there's nothing we can do to keep ourselves or those we love or what we love safe. So we try to control our circumstances to cover up that feeling. When we think about giving up control, sometimes we start sounding fatalistic. Whatever happens will happen. But my friends, that's not the wisdom of the Psalms nor any part of scripture. May I encourage you to stop saying and thinking that. It doesn't help you feel better. It doesn't lessen your pain or the feeling of being out of control. Instead, follow the wisdoms of the Psalm and rest in God while waiting patiently on him. Rather than pushing against his timing, getting angry that God is not working at our speed or on our agenda, or just throwing our hands up in the air and saying whatever, we are wise when we nestle into God and rest in his peace as we wait. Psalm 37, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Trustfully resting in God allows us to be humble. It allows us to admit that we're not God. We can't see the entire picture. We don't hold the whole world in our hands. To be humble, we also have to admit we're not perfect, that we don't just do bad things occasionally, but that we have faults deep within us. We have to set aside any temptation to be arrogant, instead be willing to be meek, quiet, gentle, submissive. In humility, in honesty about our faults, and the vulnerability of meekness, we find wisdom. The author of Psalm 90 writes, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. The author is trying to remind us that life is short. We aren't invisible, invincible. We will die. We aren't God or even demigods. Humbly remembering that we have a limited number of days and a limited scope of power and responsibility helps us to be wise. Lastly, the wisdom psalms teach us that wisdom comes when we do good, speak for justice, and act as peacemakers. Our ability to do these things is directly related in these wisdom psalms to how intently we'll delight in God's ways. As we immerse ourselves in scripture, 
as we learn to hear God's voice speaking to us in creation, as we watch for God's hand at work in our lives and the lives of those around us, we learn that God is in the business of doing good, that God is in the business of bringing justice to those who are oppressed, that God is always on the lookout for ways to lead us to peace. Wisdom comes from following God, and so we are wise when we imitate God's ways. According to the psalmist, wisdom isn't hard to find. It doesn't require you to be a religious professional or a philosopher. It isn't expensive to procure, although it might be costly. If we want to be wise, we simply need to seek God, trust God, wait patiently on God, be humble and meek, imitate God. Even laid out like that, though, wisdom might feel unattainable. Perhaps if we break it down into more manageable pieces, it might not seem like such a daunting task. The Magi brought three gifts to Jesus. I don't know about you, but I don't have easy access to gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But I do have the ability to work on gaining a heart of wisdom. And I'm pretty sure Jesus would like that gift just as much as frankincense or even Frankenstein. What if we spent a little time in the next week pondering the five ways the psalmist suggests we gain wisdom? What if we asked the Holy Spirit to help us pick just one of the five ways to focus on during the season of Epiphany, now through February 25th? Epiphany is the time when we celebrate light breaking into our darkness. Perhaps by gaining a heart of wisdom in one of these areas over the next few months, we can bring God's light not just to our own darkness, but even to the darkness of others. Thanks for listening today, my friends. I hope God's Holy Spirit blesses you with a desire to gain a heart of wisdom and that as you seek her wisdom, that you will find it. God's grace and peace be with you everywhere you go. Amen.